NFL rule changes for the 2023 season, including the Brock Purdy rule and a lot of these that that do affect the San Francisco 49ers. How about the Thursday night football flex? And have we seen the end of the NFL kickoff? All coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers of which Nick Winkler is one. Our guest on this Winky Wednesday episode. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Wow, can't believe it. Wink, what's happening, my man? Welcome to the show. If you guys don't know Mr. Nicholas Winkler, if you're new to the program, he jumps on every Wednesday with our Winky Wednesday. He was uh, my co-host on the Gold Faithful podcast that we did many years ago now before I jumped on and, and started hosting Locked On 49ers daily and my old radio colleague, former TV anchor as well. And as you just heard there, former game show extraordinaire, showcase showdowner, Mr. Nicholas mm-hmm. Winkler. On mm-hmm. this week, week. Yeah, don't forget about Wheel of Fortune too, man. I was on two game shows. Man. I, I love mean, them. and and you bicked it down bald for the yeah, the, which was ballsy for the uh to meet Pat Sajak and uh, and Vanna White there. <laughs> yeah, that was the time when I didn't like hair. I was just like, I, I just it's too much to deal with. I got too much going on in my life. Yeah, take it all the way down. You're young. You're trying to win some cash so you can afford to get a real haircut. So you're like, you know what? This is the 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 best haircut I can do for myself right now is just shave it all off. It was actually the first time I ever grew facial hair because I thought I looked too young. I was like, I got I to look more like a man going on this. I was like 20 years old. So That's I grew really- like this tiny little scrawny goatee. It was great. Yeah, you had the, like the little small like 90s yeah. baseball goatee with the shaved head kind of kind of trying to make yourself a little more, more menacing. Yeah, and it worked. I really did look tough and, and like an like adult, I think, for the first time in my life. Croc, when was the What's first wild, time you – uh, I want to talk about bald heads for a second here because uh, uh-huh. Croc – is now famously bald only. He wears a hat uh, a lot. Croc, when was the first time you decided you pulled out the razor and said, it's all coming off? Because you had a lot of hair at that point, but did you go, did you shave it back in the day when you were younger? So I, I, I've always pretty much had hair. I had like braids mostly throughout high school. I think I cut my braids off. Uh, you know, and that was, you know, Alan Iverson, like that was our guy growing up. Mm-hmm. And then Carmelo Anthony, he was my guy. So I had the braids uh, all throughout high school. I think right before senior prom, I had cut my braids off. And then a year later, uh, not even a year later, I'd say probably six months later, I started growing my hair back out and I, and I started my dreads. They were extremely small. Then they grew really long, like down to my nipples, pretty much. And uh, the only reason, love my dreads, the only reason I cut them was because I noticed I kept having to double and triple up dreads in the front. And then it still kept getting needle thin at the root. I was mm. like, dang, I looked at my brother. Like, wow, he has this big bald head. I think it's my Uh-oh. time. So I cut my hair off then. And you couldn't tell. I didn't want to look like Floyd Mayweather's dad. I don't know if y'all ever seen Floyd Mayweather's dad when he had the dreads, but the whole middle was missing. Wild. Mm-hmm. Really wild. And I said, Unique. I'll never do that. So first sight of danger, I cut him off. It, it was really hard. But uh, I did have hair for about, I don't know, four more years or so, five more years. And then I shaved I shaved it. And then somehow I was able to grow it back. But the, the barber did a great job of kind of blending it so you couldn't tell I was going bald. And then once it got too hard, to tell 
I mean, to to keep that up. And then, I mean, come on, the barber prices are ridiculous. I mean, we're talking ridiculous. about $40 per cut. I said, man, just take the razor to it. So I just cut it, cut it now, but I always have a hat on, so... I'm a bad groomer and like, yeah, I can't, I can't keep up with going to the, the barber and get my hair cut often enough. So yeah, uh, I, I'm thankful that we can wear hats here on the podcast and we, we don't have to go full like TV mode with makeup and like getting a haircut you know, seemingly every other day. Uh, some of these guys do. It's just, that's a lot to, to take care of. I got too much th- to take care of in my life. I could, that I can barely handle going to get a haircut once a week. That's just, that's more than I want to even attempt at this point in my life. Well, that and you you mentioned all the new rules, right? This is May, guys, that we're talking about football. We're talking about, what, the Brock Purdy rule, basically getting rid of kickoffs. You're flexing, flexing Thursdays. Brady is trying to buy the Raiders, like part of them. You got to bury a Super Bowl coming. And OTAs, like, this is a wild time right now. You don't have time for a haircut. No, you don't have time for a haircut because the NFL never sleeps. That's why we come at you every single day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's start with the Brock Purdy rule. Uh, according to the, the a vote by the owners, uh, and that was passed, an NFL bylaw now allowing a third quarterback to be active on the roster without burning a roster spot has been approved. So you you dress 46 on game day, and now you get a 47th that can be that emergency quarterback for a third quarterback. So one thing I love about the rules, it allows teams probably to have an extra quarterback that they can develop on their roster. And they don't have to worry about, you know, waving a guy and losing him to waivers. And a lot of teams might keep a third instead of having those types of players on the practice squad. So maybe that helps them develop a young quarterback. In the 49ers case, I think they were going to keep three no matter what. So that just buys them a a complete extra, you know, uh, player to dress on game days. But what's funny about it, guys, is that the rule wouldn't have helped the 49ers because they didn't have any more quarterbacks anyway. They were already on QB4. It's like they they didn't have – I mean, Jacob Eason was cut, I think, in January. He was kind of on the roster after the Garoppolo injury. Would they have, if, if this rule existed, would they have kept another guy? Would it have made a difference? Would they have won the NFC Championship game? No, I don't think so. So it's funny because the Brock Purdy rule, really, I don't think would have helped the 49ers. Well, I think that's the interesting part with it, right? Just the 49ers dynamic. But I think overall, just in general, if a team started that game with Trey Lance as a quarterback, he gets knocked out. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, who's your backup. Oh, man, like, all of a sudden he gets knocked out the game. Okay, well, we got this guy, Brock Purdy, who nobody knows about. Oh, man, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's amazing. They go to the Super Bowl and win. So, um, I think the 49ers, with their injuries at the quarterback position, they got to figure out how to fix that some way, somehow, because it's happening at a much alarming rate than the rest of the NFL. But I just think, in general, like, you know, just being prepared for that situation, which I want to say back in the day, that was the case. You could dress that emergency quarterback. Yeah. And I don't think it counted against your active roster days. Now, there are rules to this. So your your third quarterback has to be on your 53-man roster. Yes, no practice It's not squad, like, right? oh, you can have him on a practice squad and then, yeah. oh, it's game day. We can bring you up to active roster for this game and then put you back to practice squad. You can't do that. Uh, but in the 49 situation right now, having a Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold all three can dress up and it won't hurt you. Right. Yeah. So it saves you a a spot. Yeah. That that 46th, 47th man to dress. So you get an extra spot there because the Niners probably would have kept three with their, you know, PTSD at quarterback. And it's a real thing, right? I mean, it, it, it's a smart rule going forward because it protects your product, right? That NFC championship game was hard to watch. I'm sure a lot of viewers tuned out. They're like, Oh, Niners don't have a quarterback. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and change the channel. You know, 
going forward, it, yeah, it's rare. It's probably not going to happen very often. But you, you want to put something good out on the field. You want people to stay tuned. You want to keep selling, you know, your car, beer ads and your, you know, medication ads. And, you know, all these ads that come on every, every you know, couple of minutes there during a football game. And if people are checking out because there's no quarterback on the team then you're losing money as the NFL. So it just makes perfect sense. Oh, no doubt. That That's what it's all about. It, it wasn't so much, you know, oh, man, that, that was messed up. The 49ers had to go through that without a quarterback. It was, oh, no, we better make sure that yeah. our product is watchable in the fourth quarter of football games, even if a team has some disastrous outcome like that. And so smart by the league, it's, it's something that, you know, would have probably helped other teams. The Niners just had already had so many injuries mounting up all season long that probably wouldn't help them in the NFC championship game. But yeah, keep those games watchable. I think that is the key from the NFL in this one. And that's the tough part with all these rules that, you know, just protecting the quarterback. I get it because it sucks, especially when your team's on the other end of it. I remember uh, Chris Jones sacking uh, Derek Carr and he sacked him. And as he's going to the ground, he pulled the ball out and the ball was kind of in his stomach. So he's trying to corral the ball and he lands on Derek Carr. What do you call it? Roughing the passing. And that sucks. But what sucks even more is watching a game with these, you know, second, third, fourth string quarterbacks. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. terrible brand of football that nobody truly wants to watch. So it is very frustrating with the rules and protecting the quarterbacks, et cetera. But man, it is trash watching a game where, oh man, I'm excited at the beginning of the season. It's the Chiefs versus the Bengals on Christmas Day. Then you get to Christmas Day and it's Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock playing quarterback. Like nobody wants to watch that. I'd pay to watch that. There's a, there's a few thousand people that I think would love that, and I think everybody else in the world would be like, "What the hell is this?" This, this guy. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> more on. It's funny because it, it, the NFL is in this spot right now where it's like, okay, the almighty dollar here, player safety here. Yeah, we got to look at this, but then this is important too, and so that's where the the you know the the Thursday the two the the two Thursday night games. The Thursday night flex now. I want to talk about some of these rules. Croc, do you have something else? Well, my my coach, right? He used to always tell us that we are student athletes. So if you <laughs> if you're on, on YouTube right now, you could see me. He says student first, but he holds up the number two. Then he says athlete second, but holds up the number one. So student athletes. Yes, you are a student athlete, but football comes first. And I think that's where the NFL is, where it's like uh money. Or, 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 uh, player safety, like safety and money, money, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. yep, safety, money in the NFL. All right, that's fantastic stuff. Thursday nights, can we end the speculation finally of Tom Brady becoming a San Francisco 49er now that he might be creeping into the ownership ranks of the NFL next? Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And also right now in the NBA playoffs, you can no longer bet on the Los Angeles Lakers. There's no better place uh, <laughs> to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. And not just NBA playoffs. There's NHL playoffs. There's Major League Baseball all summer long. NFL futures, tons of things to bet on. And uh, just like the NFL never sleeps, NFL betting never sleeps. So get, check out all those lines for, oh, and how about this one? Michael Block, what a story in PGA. He's 500 to 1. Uh, he's earning these exemptions to play more tournaments. So he's going to be in the next tourney. Is he going to make the cut this time? Is he going to win the whole thing? 500 to 1 odds on Michael Block for the PGA Tour and all the golfers that are in the field there. 
visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA. The Michael Block thing is crazy because like, can you imagine what that would be like in the NFL? It'd be like Crocker, someone who can play ball, but is not an NFL player currently. And for through an exemption, like what if the NFL passed this rule? It's like, well, locally, whoever the best football playing podcaster is can get the 48th spot and get a uniform emergency cornerback. Right. And all of a sudden you're playing a playoff game. It's like, Oh man, we had injuries. We need croc croc steps up. And he has that. Uh, was it Larry Brown? Who was the DB for the Cowboys that had like three interceptions in the Super yeah, Bowl? Larry, and all yeah, of a sudden Eric Crocker's like, Hey, I can play a little bit, uh, you know, get me in this certain coverage and I'll, and I'll ball Everything. out. Yeah, and the ball, little tip ball gets an interception. It'd be the amazing story, right? That's what's happening right now on the PGA Tour with a guy like Michael Block hitting the the, the hole-in-one on the 15th when he's paired up with Rory McIlroy on Sunday. I mean, unbelievable story. He sunk it. It didn't even hit the ground. Like, he sunk it. He Swish. he made it in the hole. Swish. It was wild. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like Crocker getting a pick six. Yeah, uh, that'd exactly. be great. Croc, what would be, like, you have to you, you you get one play games on the line you get called into an NFL game right now like what's the coverage what could you what is the best thing you could do on the field like what coverage, coverage do you want cover two cover two okay yeah. outside corner so I don't two. have to run vertically with a guy but I can yeah. play outside shade get my hands mm-hmm. on him at the line of scrimmage read through and you know it's let's say it's it's fourth and five and they're running a uh, kind of a dagger concept or like a, a go route by number one and an out by number two. And they're thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna go with that outside go route so they can just hit that quick out. And maybe I play what they call, uh, there's like a trap where I know that I have somebody if he comes out, but I man turn to the guy. And as soon as I man turn, I get my eyes around to see if that out is coming and it's coming and I jump in and pick it off. Like that mm. would be, for me, that's probably the only thing I could do. Uh, but uh, that would be Love kind it. of sweet. And, I, and I'll, then, I'll run the quarterback. So, And then you would house it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I just can play run. the football I'll, to the quarterback I'll, as you're going down the sideline? High step? How's that work? So in the arena <laughs> league, uh, there was one game I had two interceptions. And one of them, I held the ball up in the air like I was Deion Sanders. And uh, and then I kind of tucked it and I was running and I'm making guys miss. And I'm getting tackled and right before I hit the ground, somebody poked it out. So I won't be doing too much showboating anymore. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, but uh, and I actually posted it and tagged Deion Sanders, and he like I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, this you know, this is years ago. He commented back on that, so that was fun. But uh, yeah, no, not too much showboating. I probably just run to the end zone and probably do a uh, my best impersonation of of Forrest Gump and just run straight through the (laughs) just done. I'm out. Just retire. I'm straight through the tunnel. I'm out. That's it. Gone. Nobody ever sees Eric Crocker again. Retires from right. everything. He's just Jenny, right. eh? I'm around fine Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's stop, fantastic. Croc, stop. Hey, so <laughs> do you think it's odd that the 49ers draft a third round kicker and then a month later the NFL passes a rule that is gonna start negating kickoffs? And now uh, this is this is the rule that was approved. So NFL owners have approved a proposal to spot the ball at the 25-yard line on a fair catch of a kickoff that is not made in the end zone but inside the 25. It's a one-year trial for now. So here's what's funny is the owners want it. Uh, Roger Goodell was pushing this. Special teams coordinators, players around the league were totally against it. They hated it, but it's happening. It passed. The owners passed it. So a kickoff that lands short of the end zone, 10-yard line, 
Fair catch comes out to the 25. They've been doing this in high school and college for a couple years now. And first time I saw it, I'm like, what the heck? But if you watch college yeah. games, like, you'll see it happen often. And I get it. Player safety. But I'm always looking at the bottom of the roster guys and the guys that are only making this team because of special teams. And yep. you're taking away one opportunity of them being kind of important right now. I think the way they should have done this, and they're getting it all wrong, and maybe they don't want to copy this league, but the XFL has it right. And I don't know mm -hmm. if y'all have seen the XFL kickoffs, and I'm not looking at it right now, so I can't tell you the exact yardage, but the kicker kicks off from the normal kickoff area. But the coverage unit and the guys blocking line up like five or like, like three to five yards away from each other down the field. So And they cannot move until the returner catches the ball. So you yeah. don't have these super high-speed collisions from guys running 40 yards and, you know, picking up super speed, and then, boom, it's a massive collision causing, uh, you know, the wedges and all that and concussions and everything that goes on with that. It's a much safer way, but you still yep. make those guys important, and you still have your kickoff, and you still can kick it off through the end zone or, you know, but the catching it at, at the 5 and then getting at the 25, I think it's kind of stupid. So I get why they're doing it, though. Yeah, and it negates yeah. the idea of of having a, a big legged kickoff guy because that's right. you know I, I mean obviously making field goals is the imp most important part of of being a field goal kicker and some teams have punters that handle kickoff and they have the bigger leg than the kicker does uh, you know the 49ers were kind of struggling with that I think that was part of the reason too that they wanted a bigger legged kicker because Robbie Gold didn't want him on kickoffs and uh, um, Wisniewski wasn't great handling kickoffs either and so now maybe that doesn't matter at all that who they have handling those kickoffs so well, very interesting there um and it, to your so in the xfl croc with the you can't obviously do an onside kick now but then they have the other thing that is that took place the onside kick right which is like the fourth and 20 or whatever it is is that how they do is that fourth and 15 or fourth and 20 yeah, yeah well basically you can you have you to get can, a first down uh or that's a, is that a i don't know i'm I don't pretty know. sure anyway, that's you, it you would have to you'd have to change more rules too to accommodate the other things that happen on a kickoff if your coverage units and everybody wasn't right in front of you, which I don't care about. That would make kickoffs way better with the way right. that they do it. And I, I'm with you, Croc. What happens if you shank a kick and like goes into the ass of your coverage unit? <laughs> Is that an onside kick? Yeah, as well? I don't know. Then I love the surprise good. onside kick. And this would take that away yeah, too. That would, that would be gone. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that this move this movie is is pushing the the NFL towards eliminating the kickoff altogether. I think this is their first step of just being like, look, we're going to do this, and then if eventually it's just going to be like, all right, you gave up points, all right, you get the ball at the 25, go start your offense. They, they've been taking steps in that direction. I mean, yeah, remember, I this mean, is just another big to, one. You know, kneeling in the end zone or fair catching in the end zone, you get the ball at the 20. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, they moved it to the 25, you know, to make, hey, you get rewarded for falling. Yeah. You get an extra five yards. I just think I, I want to know what the XFL's onside kick rules are because that's the part I'm missing with it. They, they have it. With the way they do it, there there is no onside. But I bet they have something where it's not an onside, but it's kind of something that works in favor of the or not in favor, but for someone trying to get a ball back with limited time on the clock. I watched so half of an XFL game, and it was uh, apparently I tweeted about it. It was like this is awful i can't watch this and someone's like oh you, you pick the bad game these are the worst two teams or something like that um and i saw some highlights and there were some good plays from some good players but i didn't watch a lot of xfl so i can't give you any answers there so i do want to hear from the listeners that were uh i got it right here oh do you have it okay 
Okay, so the XFL rule, it only can be in the fourth quarter, right? So it's after you score, instead of doing an onside kick, they can run an offensive play from their own 25-yard line, and it, yeah, they have to get 15 yards in order to continue or the ball goes over. Their onside kicks are not allowed. And, and so then the other, the other team gets the ball there, or they get it, it at the other Wherever team. you miss it, the, the, the other team gets the ball. So they would but have it like sacked, they'd be in the red zone, yeah. basically. Okay. Exactly. So it's really like it's very though. risky. Me too. I love it. Just there's, there's no surprise on sidekicks. Yeah, just no I, surprise. Which I love as well. You don't still see those very often though. Special teams has become so boring though. There's there's hardly any, and maybe this is maybe I'm wrong on that. I haven't I haven't seen the numbers, but I'm guessing there's so many fewer big returns than there used to be. It's it's not exciting anyway. So if they did away with it completely, the the punts and the kicks is like you know it's not bringing anything to the table right now anyway so you might as well so here's a question for you guys yeah so let's say they get rid of the onside kick or the just the kickoff in general so you do have a guys on your roster that are there who beat out another guy on the roster because they can play better special teams so the guy that they beat out may be a faster wide receiver or you know a better running back this and that and now they're not getting to play so if they get rid of kickoffs does this make offense better right does this make it so that you can have a gadget player here or there that can't play on special teams and now you've actually improved your product by taking away the kickoff well i think that it just puts more emphasis on the punt coverage but yeah mm. if you're telling me hey there is no kickoff or kickoff return so i don't really need somebody that's super well versed but can i just have somebody that can just run down as a gunner on punt a protect on punt right. And now I think it just kind of shrinks what you need someone to do. And heck, I can have Jimmy Ward go out and be a gunner, or I can have, uh, you know, not Dante Pettis, but you know, just a random receiver. All right, just go be a gun because this is the only time I need you to be good, as opposed to I need you to be good on punt coverage. I need you to be good on you know uh, punt return. I need you to be good on kickoffs. I need you to be good on kickoff returns. And that's the whole value. No, I just need you to be good on punt coverage. And mm -hmm. I think that maybe helps someone that might be more of a specialty type player where it's like, well, I'm only really like a Kendrick Bourne. There you go. And yeah, it's like, let's be honest. When you're at home watching a game or when you're in the stadium, that's go pee, go get a beer time when, when they're kicking off. It's like, nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens. So why am I worried about this? You know, I'll take yeah. my time to, to get ready for the real action that happens on first down from the 25. And you got a commercial coming right after that, so you know this is perfect. Right. Yeah. You know how much time you have it buys you that extra little bit. You know if you if you need to you need to double up. Maybe you got to pee and get a beer. Then you got you got to take that extra time, right? So right. Goodbye, kicking unit. Um, how about Tom Brady? Hmm. A little piece of the. Uh, does he just want to be an owner of the team that that Jimmy Garoppolo plays quarterback for, so he can cut him? Is that what's going on with Tom Brady? Uh, ownership of the Las Vegas Raiders. Can we end finally the talk about maybe Tom Brady coming home and playing one more season with the San Francisco 49ers and the Thursday night flex next. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you find your podcast. Shout out to the everydayers. And if you're looking for more, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Myself and former NFL scout Matt Williamson breaking down the entire league every single day. Okay, guys. Uh, interesting. Let, let's finish the rules portion of this up and... Uh, the NFL owners approved a modified proposal for flexing Thursday night football games. So this is only restricted to weeks 13 to 17. So end of season 
games, a maximum of two flexes per season in those weeks 13 to 17. And they require a 28-day notice, so four weeks' notice wow. before one of these games can be flexed. So that's really interesting. That means if you're talking week 13, that means the determination has to happen by week nine. So halfway through the season, basically, the league is going to look at these teams and say, okay, we've got these Thursday night games for this team, and they're one and eight. So let's flex these guys out. We're going to give them a month notice, and we're going to put whatever two better teams in there. When I first heard about the flex, I thought, oh, that's just terrible. And again, player safety versus money. And this is like the player safety thing for the kickoffs. I get that. But then this is player safety Thursday night's never good. I, I feel like they should just do away with Thursday night's period. Um, but this one's money, right? They want better games in prime time. And if the quarterbacks get injured, they want an emergency quarterback to be able to play in instead of having no quarterback. So that's where the league's going with some of these rules here. What do you guys think about the Thursday night flex? By the way, 49ers, both of their Thursday night games are week three and week 12, which means they are not in the flex. And it's not like their Thanksgiving's game is going to get flexed out anyway. So those, those games they already have on Thursday night, they're not in the window to be flexed away. I, I think it sucks for the players to have to turn around and play on just such a short week. But I'm not going to lie. I enjoy watching Thursday night football. Like, I love that there's football on Thursday, then there's football on Sunday, and there's football on Monday. I, I'm a football junkie. I'm a football fan first and foremost. You know, and I've talked about my time in the league, and I remember being in meetings, and Tim McDonald, you know, who's our DB coach, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, when you see 11, I'm like, well, why did Julian Elliman do this? And and then, you know, they call everybody by their numbers. But I'm such a fan. I know who every player is, right? So my thing was, man, the more football for me, the better. Shoes. If they yeah. told me that you play on Sunday and then there's a game on Wednesday, Eric Crocker's all for it. Now, the players won't be because that is tough. Mm -hmm. And it's a really fast turnaround. But Thursday, you know, I, I feel like they can do something maybe instead of just going from Sunday to Thursday – Especially like, hey, you played away on Sunday. I think the 49ers did this one time where they had an away game on Sunday and then they had an away game on Thursday. Like, that's terrible mm. schedule. I think they did that in 2014. Yeah. But if you could do something where before you have a Thursday night game, you have a Saturday game. I would enjoy that. So you play a Sunday, hmm. you play a Saturday, then you play a Thursday. Like, you know, and that helps kind of give them that extra day, uh, that travel day, rest day, and maybe guys are a little bit more ready for it. And then you have an extended. Uh, uh, mini uh, buy uh, before your next game. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, I'm with you, Croc. I remember that last year, maybe it was two years ago when, you know, a couple of games, COVID kind of messed them up. And then we had like a Sunday game, a Monday game, a Tuesday game, a Thursday game, a Sunday yeah. game, a Monday game. It was just like, oh my gosh, almost every day within this eight day period had football in it. Like it was just the best ever. Yeah. And so I get you. I'll, I'll watch a football game every single day. I don't even care who's playing. Yeah, again, that's the dollars. Like, I'm all about it, too. Like, okay. give me a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Saturday night game, right? Um, and, Why haven't they done the Saturday thing, though? Why haven't well, they got that, Peacock? Because well, that's that's the thing I don't College. like. Is just for, right. for the for the players, Thursday obviously sucks. And, so, and then sometimes you get just bad football, too, because they're, you know, they're not going to practice, and then you get kind of just a weird game. So from the product standpoint, it's not that great. But I think Fridays, because of high school football, they don't they don't do it. And Saturdays because of college football, they don't do it. And then late in the season, college season's over. Then they start having Saturday games. Yeah, I, that's why they have the Saturday games really late in the season. Do they really care though? Look what they did to the NBA. On I think like, it's more of a. They I think don't care about the NBA. A, oh, they don't care about the NBA. I think it's more of a, a like a handshake deal. Like they're yeah. they're helping each other out, sort of a thing. Like because college football could start having Sunday games, and the NFL wouldn't like that either. So like, hey, you keep Saturday, we keep Sunday, and we won't mess around. We won't have any games unless you don't have any. Then we'll play a Saturday game. 
The NFL doesn't care about any other sport. Baseball, there's a World Series game. But, they don't care. But Friday is the big one. Like, move the Thursday games to Friday. And, yeah. and I think it, it regional, too, right? Like, I, I live in Arkansas. Arkansas, there is no pro football team. So a lot of these people out here, you they don't watch NFL. And they'll tell you, oh, it's been 10 years since I watched an NFL game. Like, they just don't. So flag football, they have flag football games on Sunday. Because mm. on Saturdays, hey, man, they're gathered around their TVs watching the Hawks, Arkansas Razorbacks. So I guess, you know, there's certain areas, certain people that it's like, hey, why is there NFL on right now? I don't care about that. I want to watch this college football. Doesn't it seem like guys with the, the Thursday night stuff and then the, the 17th game in the season doesn't seem like they're inching closer and closer to adding an 18th game and then two bye weeks and then teams that way will yeah. get bye weeks after their Thursday games to kind of try to fix all of it. They're kind of going incremental, but it feels like that's the way they're going. And I feel like that would be better too. I would rather see another week and another game, but give teams a bye so you never have to play the short week Thursday. That's what so uh, Super Bowl in March then. Uh, arena football, we had eighteen. Why not, dude? I don't like. Let's <laughs> let's let's shorten this dead period in like June and July before training camp, and like we can put all the rules changes there, and and let's lengthen the season a little bit more. Why not? Uh, arena football league, we had eighteen regular season games and two buys. Mm, there you go. It makes more sense. I could just get Every rid of the game. preseason games Every if that's game. the case, right? Look, with all the weird quarterback oh, stuff, you can't, get, oh, you can't get rid of you can't get rid of preseason. Yeah, you can't. You need it. I'm going to judge your guys. Dude, yeah. play six preseason games. I don't care. I want to see the 53rd guys fight it out, you know? Yep. Um, I just want, you know, if the season goes, another, it's already end of February. Keep it through February, you know? End the season on Groundhog Day. I don't care. More football. Yeah, you're not getting any argument from me on more football. Yeah. But just give more time off to rest between, right? Mm-hmm. So it's safer. Uh, to, we've already had so many weird quarterback conversations. Uh, I like this story about Tom Brady having a minority share potentially of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it has been submitted for NFL approval, so it won't happen until spring meetings next year. So technically he could still come back and play this year. Once he's part owner of a team, he won't be able to go uh, play. Uh, that would be a conflict of interest if he was playing for it a different team, especially, uh, but with all the conversations with, around quarterback with the 49ers, I, I think we can put the Brady stuff finally to bed guys. Uh, and, and I feel good about that. I feel like you just opened it back up by saying he, he does, you know, he could sign somewhere Look, all hey, year, couple injuries and that conversation <laughs> will come back. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. So maybe it's not over until next year until he signs yeah, that, that paperwork and becomes minority owner. Oh man. All right, anyway, we got to get out of here. Wink, thanks for jumping on with us once again here on another successful Winky Wednesday. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Appreciate everybody. All the everydayers out there, make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Check out Peacock and Williamson and everything else the network has to offer. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. See ya. Subscribe to this video.